0: Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation, a discussion with today's top business leaders on topics to keep busy professionals informed. Today we have joining us Christine Purdy, Director of Human Resources, Salina Insurance Group, and Jamie Terry, Vice President of Organizational Development, Mountain West Farm Bureau Insurance Company. In the studio is Jim Dixon, Ron Kripe, and Tom Meyer of Equus Consulting, and I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. Fortunately, we're seeing the end of the pandemic. Uh, at least we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Spent a year uh, remote, now that reintegration process, and how do we bring our employees back into the office environment? And the uppermost question that is on a lot of people's minds, both employees and the employers, is what are the companies doing to help those employees feel both physically safe and psychologically safe as they come back into the office?
1: So we have been integrating back and we are a little bit more than half of our employees back in the office. And I'd say in general, um, to your question, it's The stage that you're going to be at is going to be individual to the organization and unique to your workspace, how your work is set up, and even your community. So we're fortunate enough that we've got enough space where our individuals that are coming back have are able to maintain that six foot of space or more. Um, And we've seen anything from mask requirements at varying levels, you know, cleaning and sanitizing in both the office spaces and meeting rooms, um, policies on meeting rooms as far as how many individuals can be in a space at a period of time, limiting the number of people in shared spaces. We've even reduced and prohibited visitors on site, having folks take their temperature at the door And we've even heard of some organizations that are putting up plexiglass in between workspace or in between Mm -hmm. um, cubicles, for instance, if they don't have the space that they can do so. One of the other big topics that we're hearing and trending and have a lot of conversations on is offering the flexibility in meeting attendance, whether you are in the office or not having the flexibility to be able to meet remotely from a desk rather than attending a meeting in a meeting room. So regardless of what stage you're doing, the recommendation that we've taken is that, you know, we've got to have visible policies in place. We have to communicate them out not staying silent on them, sending out reminders constantly, having contacts and places for people to go with questions, visual flyers, information posted throughout. And one last thing that we've found that's been very helpful is that we send out a weekly email from HR to the whole organization. So we use that to keep folks informed, to reinforce some of those reminders, those protocols that we have updated on a regular basis we include uh, current stats, the CDC guidelines, FAQs, some of the questions that may have come up, um, vaccine information and links, voluntary vaccination policy, mm-hmm. guidelines for interaction in the workplace, and just updates to those office protocols.
0: That's great. That's phenomenal. So, so in other words, it's... It- you can't over-communicate this information. (laughs) Jamie and I
1: just had that conversation in
2: a car about a week ago. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the culture is supporting some of that. I was, I was out at Mountain West uh, less than a week ago and uh, it was funny. I got up from the office that I was hoteling in and, uh, was going to walk and get a refresher on coffee. Right. And I was three steps away from the cube before I realized I didn't have a mask on. And I and I, it was so uncomfortable it, it, because we've all <laughs> been kind of acculturated to that. You don't right, walk the right. hallways without a mask.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, fortunately, we're far enough into the pandemic now that I think some of those things are a little easier to enforce and manage and remind people of because they've, they've become part of how we do business.
3: Right. It's a little like... Getting in the habit of okay, I'm leaving my home. I need to make sure I have my cell phone. Well, I got I got <laughs> used to that. Well, now I'm getting used to okay. I have my cell phone. I ha- where's my mask? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. yep. So it's a process. Back pocket.
4: <laughs> but what what stuck out to me was about you know the, the two words you said that resonated with me was don't stay si- Well, three words don't don't stay silent. You know, just being yes. making sure you're communicating and um, that there's no vacuum there as far as, you know, understanding uh, how people can stay safe.
2: Sure. Well, and I I was thinking, Christine, you you're in a community where you've had um, some spread of COVID. How, how is that? What's this process looking like for you?
5: Yeah. um, We were probably the red hot County in the state of Ohio for about 12 weeks. um, Mm. And, we were able to, fortunately, not have any cases here um, that spread. We did have employees that actually had it when they were here, but due to our protocol in place, um, we didn't have any spread in the office. So Phenomenal. That we were very fortunate great. on that. And um, really, at this point, uh, you know, the community spread is, we kind of went from really hot to really cold, which is great. Um <laughs> And and it has provided some relief, and we haven't really had any cases for several months now. So that part's been really good. We brought back, um, so we have staff that are here five days a week, and we have some staff that are here um, an average of two days per week. So what we did starting after January 11th, is we brought back 100% of the staff, but not 100% of the time. So we have a rotational schedule of 50%. So like I said, some departments um, have been working here, all staff here five days a week, and then other departments kind of rotate people. And we've been able to really show um, that it's important to get back in the office, but also do that in a safe uh, way and making sure that our employees understand it's safe. And and I think we've demonstrated by not having any spread of COVID inside our office.
2: So you had those protocols in place before you had community spread, correct?
5: Oh, very much so. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. our our main main time that really got hot in this area was in September of 2020. So wow. we went through a very long a long spike uh, in in our county.
2: Well, and that you know, honestly, having those protocols in place probably really helped that issue that rick was talking about of psychological safety if the company puts those protocols in place and you're ahead of the curve and then you have a community spike people have to feel more comfortable coming back in i would think
3: well you also get people in the habit too i think christine you have i mean we were doing some uh, face-to-face uh meetings over there during the last year and you kind of got people in the habit of masking you know six foot distance uh you know, those kinds of things. So people kind of get into that habit, I think, and they feel comfortable with it.
5: Yeah. My favorite saying to everybody throughout the year was, Pretend you have COVID. If you pretend you have COVID, <laughs> and you're walking yeah. around. you'd <laughs> love you don't get that. Close to anybody. Yeah.
0: We've been talking about the employees reintegrating into a traditional office setting. You know, remote workers was always kind of a, Oh, what do we say? Trendy thing for a lot of places, you know, the the Googles of the world, the the Microsofts. Oh, we have we have remote workers. Well, now almost every company had to quickly shift to a remote workforce. Is the business world ready for a complete remote workforce, or is there some in between? I mean, now that that we've been faced with that and we know that it, it can work. Mm-hmm. Should it work?
2: So I'm gonna I'll weigh in on that, and then I want to lean into uh, a more specific cultural question for C- Christine and Jamie. Um, interestingly enough, what we're seeing in the research is the companies that are leading the charge to come back are tech companies, <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> well, and Google. They're 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 saying, "Hey, we can't do this. Uh, we can do this remotely. Right. We certainly have the technology, but because we have cultures to protect, we shouldn't."
0: Right. Well, I think Google, even pre-pandemic, made a reverse on the remote workforce. Yes, yeah,
2: they did. So, you know, Jamie and Christine, um, and Christine, maybe you can lead out with this one. Um, What parts of Salina culture really do um, lead us to a conclusion that we probably should be face-to-face as much as possible?
5: Yeah, I think you touched on something really important, culture. And though we've gained efficiency and we can work at home and and we can run things um, maybe more efficient by team microsoft teams or zoom or whatever. We're missing the water cooler talk. Yeah. And you can't yeah. underestimate that. Right. Uh that water cooler talk um in that the lack of uh, collaboration, I think it I think the relationships suffer. Um sure. and over time I think that becomes the other thing I think about too is How about the new employees that are just out of college that we had training here? They don't have that ability to interact with our employees, to listen on phone calls from others. Um, How about leadership skills? What kind of leadership skills are we developing? If you're sitting in your home all day, um, you're not interacting. You're not showing that this might be the next leader of our company. So those are some of the things I think you have to consider um, with the remote workforce that you you might be giving up a lot uh, on the other end.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think many leaders are actually coming to the realization that there are two aspects of every job. There is the technical aspect, can I actually do this, and technically you could probably do it anywhere in the world. But then the other aspect is the relationship aspect of what we're doing. How is that relationship impacting the end product? So as mm-hmm. like for example as an underwriter, I can underwrite from my den. I can do it on my computer and it's just the same underwriting, but that's a technical thing. How does it work when I have a particular sticky policy that needs to be kind of voiced with another senior underwriter? So that's the relationship. What relationship do I have with someone else to kind of collaborate, so to speak?
2: Well, and, and, and Jamie, I know your CEO. He is absolutely driven by relationships. How is that uh, factoring into this conversation of culture?
1: It, it definitely <laughs> supports bringing back the collaboration piece, Tom. Um, and I did, I wanted to hit on one thing though before I lose track of it. When we're talking relationships, it, from my perspective, one of the reasons that we've been so successful in being able to transition so quickly to be remote and to support this hybrid, at least for the short term that we have been. Um, is because we have those relationships. So we we can rely on a relationship that's already built. But Christine brought up a great point, because when we're bringing new employees into a culture, they don't already have that relationship to rely on. And so mm-hmm. they're in a position trying to build one that didn't exist before. And that's where I think the breakdown going forward or the challenge will be going forward um, from a cultural standpoint. Not only will it kind of stretch that elastic band for the existing relationships if it goes to Along, but also those new ones that are trying to develop.
0: Oh, I, I, I can agree with you 100% was, because you couldn't top, see us all nodding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're all uh, one of the things I do with my company is I hire eight new college graduates every year and bring yeah. them into a training program. And we hired eight last year in the midst of COVID, and they had absolutely no interaction with other members of the oh. company outside of me. Yeah. And it, it it's regrettable. It's yeah, I can see they are struggling now. Um, you know, we're almost nine months into their training, and they don't have the same degree of um comfort with the rest of the company. And it's simply because they didn't have that interaction, that relationship building.
2: Not only that, but they're not they're gonna if they've come in new and they're college folks, they're the most likely to leave the organization quickly for another right. opportunity so if those relationships are not laid down in concrete and bedrock culturally y- you know you could spend a ton of money and jamie and christine you both know what it costs to train people you can spend a ton of money training only to have them say well i don't if i i can change companies and i don't change living rooms so i'm good to go
1: mm-hmm.
4: well tom i was <laughs> thinking of the program the career launch program that you facilitate and on one, oh, of, those Kim calls, Gibson. Yeah. one of those calls, um, one of the participants who was working remote, uh, I think relatively new employee, who was very motivated to kind of move up in the organization and have her, you know, have some visibility. Sure. Uh, right. So in the organization of her skill set and that is not there. She, you know, she's not visible working remote.
2: Right. Right. And unless we find ways to create that visibility for her through really good programs like launch or other training initiatives. So we're getting a piece of it virtually. But it's it is. I think, Jamie and and Christine, to your point, it's to both your points. It's not the same.
3: Yeah. And also, I think it's driven. It's driven a lot, Jamie and Christine, by the business that you're kind of in. I mean, insurance is actually a relationship business. It's sold through a relationship is actually maintained through a relationship. Yeah, it's technical. Let's let's put together a policy, but it's mostly relationship. You know, this is we're going to kind of guarantee that we're going to be there for you.
0: Thank you, Christine and Jamie for an interesting discussion. Please join in our conversation by leaving a comment at www.equisconsulting.com. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.